0: Warning. The following podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Trespassing is not only illegal, but often incredibly dangerous. The hosts do not condone any activities that could put their listeners in harm's way, and encourage you to proceed with caution and do your research before exploring the unknown. We cannot be held liable for any accidents, injury, or hauntings that may occur. Listener discretion is advised.
1: To the tropics, sipping your coladas.
0: All right. Okay. Well, back at it again at Krispy Kreme. I would just like to say mm-hmm. I love him dearly. I love my dog. I love this my one, little oh. boy. Yeah. Um, for several hours now on our stoop outside the house, there has been a half eaten slice of pizza. Wait, what? Yeah. Just out just, by the front door? Like, out. yeah, just laying out there by the step. And I noticed it, but he has not. And he has not attempted to eat it yet. And this is, of course, I mean, he's a dog. That's what they do. He would eat some street pizza. I know he would. In his heart of hearts, that's all he wants. But he's so pants-shittingly terrified every time we set foot outside of our apartment That he has not noticed that there is just a bounteous feast. (laughs) He's also discovered the wreath on our front door. And he's terrified of it. Bro. It's been up for over a month. It's
1: the least of your worries. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. He sees it like three times a day. Yeah. More than that. Like, hello? Hello? Brony, I wish, I just wish you would get it together.
0: He never will. No. We love him, though. Yeah. He's so over my shit already. <clears throat> okay. Um, well, let's see. Is everything... My phone's not on Do Not Disturb.
1: We gotta put our phones on silent. Yes. Don't want my ESPN notifications coming through.
0: Well, how will the listeners know that it's football time?
1: It's a Tuesday. It's not football time.
0: Um, I had a missed call today from a spam number from Iowa. Uh-oh. Yeah. I didn't answer it they didn't leave a voicemail but i wonder the oh, jesus sorry the midwest is calling me it's time for me to go back it's calling it is the corn but my parents the corn because i am a child of cream corn don't call me have you ever seen hope floats yes is this where you were cream of corn <laughs> i fucking love hope Floats. (laughs) we're watching that tonight that is like the only part i remember other than like the really sad ending i just
1: remember like doesn't the daughter get beat up i think so and she like breaks her glasses yeah and then she's all like moody obviously because she got beat up
0: yeah my mom loves that movie. I remember watching it with I her as a kid, but I very, very all I re- really all I remember is is this where you were cream of corn cuz mom used to say that shit every time we had cream corn for dinner.
1: That's hilarious, but also I own that on DVD.
0: I know You know what? I knew you did. That's it's all coming back to me now. I've seen it in there on our shelf. You're
1: about to get me going on that Celine Dion stuff. Oh god. It's my favorite Celine Dion song.
0: This is just Go ahead, sing it for us while I finish this text. Oh, no,
1: no, no, no. All I'm going to say is... Never mind. No, come on. Look, I'm not going to get into it, but I will say, there were days when the wind was so cool.
0: Is that how the song goes? mm -hmm. Okay. Er,
1: There were days when the sun was so cool.
0: It was wearing sunglasses because it was that cool. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm really trying to read right now.
1: And then I finished crying in the instant that you left. And I can't remember where, when, or how.
0: (laughs) I've been reading the same sentence over and over again because I can't fucking focus.
1: Well, that's good because I banished every memory that you and I had ever made.
0: I know that you're sitting right next to me and taking the headphones off won't help, but it, it might. It helped. It motivated. It keeps the voice of God out of my head. <laughs> and by that, I mean Celine Dion. I'm trying to talk to someone about my podcast. Can you please stop being so fucking rude?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. You have a podcast?
0: No. <clears throat> Damn. Okay. Good evening. <gasps> <laughs> And welcome to The Abandonment Issues. It is a periodical podcast about the past, the paranormal, and the just plain perplexing. I am your host, Em, and this week, I am joined by... Zach, the other one. The face (laughs) you're giving me right now is just... I don't even know what to do with that.
1: (laughs) This is my new, um, my, like, co-host persona.
0: Don't call it that. You look like I'm going to see you on a billboard for, uh, like.
1: I'm Ellen's weird cousin. (laughs) Bellin.
0: (laughs) Why did you go for that and not, like, Ellen? What? (laughs) Magellan.
1: Well, it was either that or, like, Bindi (laughs) Billiams. Okay. Or, like, Bopra. (laughs) Bopra! Bopra! all right that's I all like i that got one. i that's like that I one got. i like
0: bopra all right uh well it's good to see you again zach uh yeah back i haven't seen the you in like it's been i'm not working my watch
1: again it's in the bedroom you
0: didn't have it on last time either no and you said you felt naked
1: now i'm aware of my nakedness mm-hmm. again yeah me and brownie are naked brothers it's just do you have a band i'm mad that i didn't see that
0: coming i thought that you did wow no. okay <laughs> no. well you yeah you and brownie are the new naked brothers band and i'm like the third property brother or the fourth jonas brother is there a third property brother yeah oh yeah have you never seen him no. i'm literally the third property brother hold the fuck on he's emo <laughs> as hell he looks like chris angel's stunt double
1: interesting i named a wormhole chris angel
0: as you should. Because he do be changing. Third property. Does he freak your mind? I'm so ready. I'm so excited to show you this right now. You are going to freak out. He looks like if Joey Tribbiani was goth. Oh.
1: There is no fucking way that that's real. It
0: is 100% real. M. <laughs>
1: what the f- I. Hold on. <laughs> I have to look at it myself. Third property brother.
0: That's not real. It literally just looks like... Let me read you. This is from Daily Hive News. Canadian. Okay, this is the shocker to me. I did not know the property brothers were Canadian we're really jumping right into the content this week huh no hi how are you no kiss my ass let's talk about the third property brother i'm shook to my core canadian twins jonathan and drew scott are best (sighs) known as the property brothers but while the pair might be the stars of their own hgtv series it's their other sibling jd scott who's stealing the spotlight this week while jd has made cameos on the show before his existence has come as a shock to recent fans many of whom have missed the show's pre-HGTV days when the first season recorded in Toronto on, for the W Network. I'm going to read you this next one, and I need you to hold my hand while I do I'm it. ready. Because I think it might take you out, okay? Perhaps most amusing of all isn't simply the fact that a third equally handsome property brother exists, but that J.D. Scott spent time as an Adam Lambert impersonator and has the emo hair to prove it. I literally was
1: going to say it looks like the third property brother like they had to talk about him they had to talk about him because somebody like saw them eating together at a restaurant yeah and so it like became public knowledge Mm -hmm. but the third property brother what's his name jd jd yes jd didn't want to be seen by the general public so they just like face swapped him with adam lambert like that's Mm -hmm. what he looks like
0: well so that's something how did we get here?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I think we should, we should like lasso it back in. Yeah. How are you this week?
0: I'm not sure how to feel now because I did not know. See, I knew about the third property mm-hmm. brother. I can't let it go fully. I'm sorry. I knew about him, but I didn't know why. Like, I didn't know. I thought he was just living his truth. But it turns out he's living someone else's truth and that someone else is Adam Lambert. And I don't know how to feel. But other than that, I'm pretty good um it's it's thanksgiving week oh my god so i realized earlier that i I, so i usually have like a three-day weekend i go to work tomorrow and then i'm off thursday so i get an extra day off this week sucks for my paycheck but it's great for my relaxation true
1: um well in honor of thanksgiving do you want to go around the uh futon and uh say what we're thankful for
0: oh sure um can I think about it for a minute? Do you have something already? Yeah. Are you lying? We can. Yeah.
1: No, I'm <laughs> thankful for the podcast. Oh. oh, Um. and sweet tea. Yeah. And blankets. I'm really cold today.
0: <laughs> yeah. I came in from outside. I took brownie out. I have on, I have one of those like neon ski jackets that like mm. douchebags in the 80s used to wear. Yeah. Because it's my one lot in life to, like, try my hardest to look like an 80s douchebag now that I'm an adult. And I've realized that, like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to be like, I don't like any colors. I don't like pink. And now that I'm grown, I'm just like, I want to look like the most gaudy asshole. Like, I still wear all black a lot. But the good thing is all black matches, like, the neon asshole that I'm also trying to be. So it, it, it goes either way. But I had on my puffy ski coat. And some basketball shorts and my red Crocs. And I went outside. And I came back in. And Zach's fucking bundled up on the couch looking like a mimaw. And he goes, are you cold? <laughs> it's so cold. What's the thermostat on? And I went and checked and I said it's 63. And he goes, no, don't change it. But I'm so cold. It's cold. I've got a blanket over my lap. I'm still wearing shorts. I don't know what's going on. We've switched today because I'm usually freezing. Yeah. But I'm comfy. I did turn the heat up a little bit, though, in spite of your wishes, because Over on my bell <laughs> It took me so long to figure out what the <laughs> fuck those words were. Oh, my God. Let me think. What am I thankful for? You know, the funny thing is I actually thought of something earlier, and I don't remember what it was. I am thankful for Brownie. He's a good little boy he's very cute yeah i'm very i'm very thankful for my little guy i don't know what i'd do without him i am also thankful that i don't have to drive an hour to go to thanksgiving this year no offense to my mom i love you mom uh but my stepbrother's hosting this year and he lives like close to us so (laughs) i don't have to drive all the way home and that makes me happy i wonder if i'm gonna i wonder if i'm gonna get to drink at thanksgiving this year that's probably a bad idea I long for the day I get to drink at Thanksgiving. Well. Or Christmas. Friendsgiving. We used to go hard on Friendsgiving. Dude. We used to go hard, period. Yeah, truly. Yeah.
1: I went to bed at 9.30 (laughs) on Friday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you were out. I envy that, honestly. Like a light.
1: Yeah, my family's not... They're not drinkers. Yeah. Well behind the scenes.
0: (laughs) Mine kind of are... Like, my stepdad doesn't drink. Apparently he used to way, way back in the day and got too into it and was like, nope, I've shown my ass too many times. Don't know if literally. I mean that just figuratively. But, you know, you know how teenagers do. He kind of just was like, alright, I've had enough. And hasn't drunk anything since. But me and my mom and my little sister... I don't know about my stepbrother. My adam adam's not coming home for thanksgiving this year he's coming home for christmas but he you know he couldn't really do both and um i have a feeling that if he were at thanksgiving we would both be we'd be vibing but i don't want to get drunk alone
1: you'd be a fucking slurpy slushy (laughs)
0: damn that sounds good as hell right now a cherry icy (sighs) maybe we should go get icies later shit maybe i'll do that on my lunch break tomorrow it's a holiday. I'm going to... Oh, God, I have to work Black Friday. Oh, God, I have to work tomorrow. <sighs> yeah. I Today to...
1: was a nightmare. Yeah. Not so much because anything really happened. I mean, things did happen. But it was because I was running the vault, but also I was stuck on drive through Oh, no. So, like, at one point, Jasmine just came back with $35,000 in her arms. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> that a member just brought in. And I was like... I don't have time to deal with that
0: if someone had $35,000 in cash if I had if if I specifically had $35,000 in cash I would be afraid of two things one getting it stolen from me and two someone thinking I stole it because I should not ever have that much cash on my person at any given time
1: and if it was in all hundreds yeah it would have been oh god what was it in it, there were, It was in literally every denomination but twos.
0: Oh, my God. There's this man that likes to come and pay solely in $2 bills at my work. I hate that they're legal tender. I fucking hate it. Like, at first, it was kind of cool. I was like, wow, I haven't seen a $2 bill since I worked retail in high school. And then one day, he came in, and he paid me with six of the bastards. And I was like, okay, well, this is going to make my closing shit all weird. So, thanks for that, I guess. I mean, it's really not that bad, but it's like...
1: Well, what's fun is, like... It, <laughs> It's not hard to count by twos. Obviously. But it just throws everything out of whack. Yeah. For example, at work, if you need to buy money from the vault. Yeah. We have little pink slips that you can fill out, and so it's all neat and organized. And yeah. you know exactly what you're getting of which denomination. There's not a spot for twos. Yeah. So then what do you do? Do you put it on the ones? Do you Do you, like, where do you put it?
0: Is there a specific, like, way that y'all have, like figured out how to do it or do you just have to like have you had to deal with that yet
1: I always just put it on the ones Fair. but some people just write it to the side
0: mm, it was just makes like
1: sense. five
0: twos every time I get one I think it's fake
1: they always no matter what they they always feel off yeah it's, Always.
0: nothing right about them Two. that's why when I was growing up people would always say <laughs> Well, that boy's queer than a $2 bill.
1: $3 bill, too. Yeah. $3. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Can I tell you one of the most... I think about it daily. Okay. I kid you not. Can I tell you a quote from my uh, high school football coach that yeah. I think of literally every day? Uh-huh. <clears throat> we were losing a game once.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, he always wore a sun visor.
0: Very football coach.
1: Yeah. And he like ripped it off his head and threw it on the ground. Very mad. Uh Uh-huh. And he looked around at all of us and he said, I wish that I could rip your arms off so I had something to beat you all with.
0: (laughs) Ah! Oh, my God.
1: And I stand by that.
0: Holy shit. Oh, my God. Wow. That's...
1: Trauma. <laughs> Trauma. And that's on public school?
0: Jesus Christ. All right. Well, oh well glad we're not there anymore. And truly. instead, uh, we're here. We're we're doing this podcast. Speaking
1: uh, of podcasts. What,
0: what about it? I already did the intro. No, I know. Why are you gesturing at me? We're just here. We're doing it. Uh-huh. We are here and we're doing it. <laughs> oh my god it's earlier well, than we have been doing this too and we're just not i don't even know what's going on we just on. can't
1: function how do when we the normally format down?
0: these i can't function when the sun's up first of all
1: intro banter
0: uh-huh who wants to go first segue
1: story who wants okay, to go well ahead? i was
0: trying to do it and then you started gesturing at me <laughs> did i upstage your segue she did. You completely you did not just have stage it you rolled my ass off a cliff with that segue. Paul Blart is shaking. Okay. Settle down. <laughs> I'm
1: just so I know you up love Kevin Paul James Blart.
0: but chill.
1: Only in that movie. I don't care
0: for any of his other work. Oh, so you mean to tell me you're not a King of Queens stan? No. You better get the fuck off this couch.
1: King of Queens more like. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> yeah, but and you know what? Period. It's good. I'm just kidding. I probably have it. Isn't he like a UPS driver? In King and Queens? Yeah. 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 yeah I no. Yeah. I haven't seen it since
0: I was like eight. There's this one episode where he does a striptease for his wife because she's doing it really badly and he's like, look, I have to show you how it's done. And he's like wearing his mailman uniform. King shit. And I remember being a kid and my mom was like, oh my god, it's so funny. And I was just like you know kevin james kind of thick though <laughs> mr james <laughs> uh Mm-mm. also i'm so sorry um i did see this tweet recently that was like a map of the united states and it was like what people are searching for porn like yeah. via like by state yeah and tennessee said kevin james and i just want to apologize to everyone because that's my bad like i'll take full credit for it Keep i'll take your... the blame it was all me I can't help myself. Close your damn tabs. Well, you closed all of yours. I'm sorry. That was mean. <laughs> Are you going to log off? That was a
1: low blow, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. For context, I am one of those people who does not close tabs. I don't get rid of notifications. My phone runs slow as shit because every app that I own is open.
0: Chug a luggin. You never close apps? How do you find anything
1: wow like I, I there's no my phone functions it works for now <laughs> it hasn't imploded yet oh so i don't worry about it but so on safari uh-huh you can have 500 tabs open mm-hmm. i had 500 tabs open in my private browser and so I was like, "Fuck it, I must switch to my normal browser." Switched over. Was using that for like two months, and I opened my phone like I don't know a week ago. All my tabs. It was my, last night.
0: Was it last night? Yeah, you were so you were so upset you just I blacked have, out. I have
1: no. I, I have no time. concept. To, anyway, but I all my tabs, everything gone.
0: That's really sad. My, I make fun, but that's, that is honestly really sad.
1: My bookmarks, I had Vines still. Your
0: bookmarks are gone? Yeah. Okay, whoa, that's fucked up. Yeah. If I lost all my bookmarks, I would lose I mean, some useless things, but I, I would also lose a lot of useless things that I care about.
1: I never really bookmarked that important thing. Yeah. Like, if I bookmarked something, I would do it on my laptop. So it well, would be, yeah, like, linked yeah. through my Chrome or whatever, because I don't use Chrome on my phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... So, but I mean, a real loss. Like I had vines open still. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay because I have uh, an entire note on my full notes of app your vines. full of vines, and I can open them whenever I want.
0: So. You did make sure that that's still there, right? Not to make you paranoid, but like, imagine that's the two
1: things that I lose: my your tabs notes and, and your my
0: tabs. That feels like a cyber attack targeted okay they're still there good okay all right well you know you had a lot of memories with those tabs but tonight we're here to make some new memories so let's get into it who wants to go first um did who went i
1: went first last time yes yes you did would you like to go first this time sure okay
0: Uh, let me let let me me.
1: (laughs) We gotta stop.
0: <laughs> <coughs> All right. Um, before we got started. What's up? I did want to mention one little thing. What's up? Today is kind of a milestone episode for us. Is it? It's episode 10. <gasps> oh. We've done 10 episodes We've of this We've done 10 hour.
1: whole episodes.
0: Look at us. <sighs> Can I just say. What's up? I am so bad about finishing literally anything ever. I have a laptop, multiple computers in my life have been just full to the brim of shit that I've written halfway, never finished. Drawn halfway, never finished. Paintings, forget about it. Not a single one's done. And yet, we have stuck with this for ten whole episodes. We've done the damn thing. Like, I'm just proud of us. And I just wanted to say that today.
1: I mean, and
0: and, i First 10, then 100, then a million. Yes. <laughs> we'll have to get a damn editor. <sighs> yeah, I don't even, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, we are. With that said, <laughs> I have a real doozy of an episode for this one. Oh, I'm kind of um, scared. I, I was too. So I was not sure, I keep bonking my damn mic. Professionalism is not something we've attained in these 10 episodes, but you Out know what? the
1: window. We got a couch and we thought we became those people. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, so I had a little bit of an issue. Drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I had a little bit of an issue trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about this week. Because mm. I had one topic that I was looking at mm. and it was interesting, but it just wasn't really tickling that itch for me. You know, like it yeah. wasn't really making me feel as excited as I wanted to it wasn't like I didn't want to sit down and actually research it I do at some point it is a very cool story we'll get back to that then I found another one started doing research for it and I was like you know what this is if we're gonna rep- <laughs> this is my procrastination problem if we're gonna record tomorrow I need to have it done and this is gonna be a lot of research I feel like because I wanted to do it really well and then I found this gem um, I decided this week that I wanted to go to a state that we haven't been to yet And i kind of made a list and i realized that i do a lot of tennessee a lot of florida well i think i've only done two in florida i don't know it's all like the southern end of appalachia though so i was like okay well we kind of eased on up north a little bit with west virginia last time let's go to their neighbor let's go to pennsylvania and i found i just was searching pennsylvania abandoned shit don't knock it it works for the listeners at home yeah um so i got in there and i found a ghost town and we've only done like individual locations i checked we've only done individual locations so far so this is our first ghost town and i'm very excited about it because this one is a wild ride so let's go i'm going to tell you today the story of centralia pennsylvania does this sound familiar to you if it is what i think it is yes okay well i'm very excited because i actually knew what it was before i had seen like a post about it somewhere like years and years ago but i didn't realize it was in the u.s and i was like now that i know that this is not only in the united states but it's in appalachia i have to cover it so let's go so in 1749 Uh, Native American tribes that lived in the area that is now Columbia County, where Centralia is located today, sold their land to colonial agents for 500 euros. I'm not quite sure why the land price was in euros. I think it's because it was prior to the American Revolution. I didn't actually check. I don't know. It was just listed on Wikipedia in euros. But I did do the math for once. um, And it turns out that converts to about 562 US dollars. In 1770, a road was built, and white settlers started exploring the land, and they started building their own homes. In 1793, this is just going to be kind of like a a general um, timeline of like a brief, a brief history of this land and how it came to be what it was. Okay? Okay.
1: Um,
0: So in 1793, a Revolutionary War veteran named Robert Morris bought a third of the Centralia Valley land only to declare bankruptcy five years later in 1798. At that time, the land was surrendered to the Bank of the United States, and that same year, a French sea captain named Stephen Girard bought Morris's land and 68 additional tracts for $30,000. Now, at this time, I got mad. (laughs) Because if you recall, the Native Americans were only paid 500 euros for their land. Mm -hmm. 562 US dollars. In 1798, that was only 49 years later ish, mm-hmm. this man paid 30 grand for it. And I did some more math. Look at me go. I found this really handy inflation calculator. I was doing it. Um, not only is this over 50 times more than the indigenous people who were occupying the land first were paid for its acquisition only 50 years earlier. Um, the if you wanted to okay obviously inflation has something to do with this if you want to take that into account it only makes it worse because according to the inflation calculator at officialdata.org which sounds like a fake website but i promise it wasn't uh 562 dollars in 1749 would only have inflated to around a thousand and eighty dollars in 1798 in modern day, that $562 would be worth about $24,288, okay? Okay. $30,000 in 1798 money today would mm. be $838,148. I just give you all that information to highlight how fucking much money they lost out on, like yeah. how bad they got scammed. Mm. I'm just it just made me so mad anyway so when Gerard purchased that land he learned that there was anthracite coal in the region so not only did he buy this land scam well he personally was not the start of the scamming I will say this his name was not Joanne don't bring her into this um he was not directly the scammer but he was now benefiting from this yeah it's a hot mess so he buys this land there's coal underneath it now he gets to to mine these resources so there are a couple reasons why i was drawn to this story and as as it pans out you will see this is obviously reason number one it's a coal story i also went back and looked at our episode logs to be like damn have i talked about coal that much yet because i thought that i had because i just think about it all the time and i really haven't i did sinkholes <clears throat> which was eh, kind of and then i did the harlan bloody harlan so this is only cole story number two technically get ready for more <laughs> um <laughs> buckle up buckle up um so <clears throat> yeah that's reason number one why i'm fascinated by this uh more on that later in 1832 a man named jonathan faust opened bullshead tavern And it was at that point that this area, which had formerly just been kind of generically known as the Roaring Creek Township, um, it was given its first official town name, which was Bull's Head, after the tavern, cool. Um, In 1842, the land exchanged hands yet again, and this time it was bought up by the Locust Mountain Coal and Iron Company, and a mine engineer named Alexander Ray moved to town with his family. His job was to start planning to develop the village of bull's head roaring Creek township whatever you want to call it it was his job to develop it into a company town like a mine town
1: mm-hmm.
0: so he moved in there and in 1865 he officially named the town centralia now he wanted to call it centerville but there were conflicts with the fact that the u.s post office already had a record of another town called centerville in a county nearby Real creative. I wonder, I didn't really look at the map. I wonder if it was in the center of anything for him to want to even call it Centerville. Don't know. Don't understand the logic. But uh, from that point on, it was known as Centralia. The first two mines to open there, Locust Run Mine and Coal Ridge Mine, began operation in 1856. More mines followed shortly after that. There was the Hazeldell Colliery Mine in 1860, the Centralia Mine in 1862, and the Continental Mine in 1863. Uh, The first railroads started to come to town around that time. In 1854, the Mine Run Railroad was built. And in 1865, the Lehigh and Mahanoy Railroad was constructed, which enabled Centralia to better market its coal production, get it out to the rest of the world. They were becoming much more industrialized. Um, Things were booming. It was going great. But of course, it's not all sunshine and daisies never fucking is with these old mine towns nope things were about to go nuts so um on october 17th 1868 the founder of the town of Centralia, which he wasn't really the founder he was just the dude that came in and built all the buildings alexander ray that mine designer was murdered by members of a group called the molly Maguires. have you ever heard of this neither had i and, dude, I'm so fucking glad I did. Because, you know how I like to, to talk about how uh, unionizing isn't a new thing? It's just that back in the day, people were like killing and being killed for it. Yeah. This is very much the killer be killed era, it's the 1860s. Yeah. The Molly Maguires were not fucking around. They were a an activist group that was specified or specifically was hoping to help. Um, Irish American immigrants and um, like specifically in mining towns help them get basic health care help them get safe labor conditions Uh, they did start in Mm -hmm. Ireland Mm -hmm. in the 19th century their reach quickly expanded to Liverpool and some areas of the US including the Centralia region of Pennsylvania and under their dictation, there were a series of violent conflicts at this time, including various incidents of arson and murder, including that of Alexander Ray and others. Uh, ultimately, this resulted in the conviction and hanging executions of 20 members of the McGuires Holy shit. Uh, in the case of, like, the Ray murder, three men were convicted and hanged on March 25th, 1878. So... This was one of those areas where it was just a hotbed of labor rights uh, activism, strikes, violent shootouts, that kind of thing. Yeah. I honestly, on the Wikipedia page, did not see what their accomplishments were. I didn't see if it changed anything that they murdered Alexander Ray or anyone. Like, I'm assuming they got something out of it because, like, eventually it did settle down. But also, I don't really know. I don't know if their efforts were squashed because those people like in their ranks were hung. I don't really know what happened. But fear not, because I thought they were such badasses that probably someday I'm going to do a story on them. So again, more on that later. Um, moving into the 1890s, Centralia was really reaching its peak both in terms of population and coal production. At its apex, the town had a population of 2,761 residents, seven churches, five hotels, 27 saloons, two theaters, a bank, a post office, and 14 general and grocery stores. (laughs) Meanwhile, where I grew up, if you wanted groceries that didn't come from Save-A-Lot or the fucking Dollar General, you had to drive 45 minutes to go to another town. These old-timey fuckers were living large. That is, until... (laughs) coal production plunged with the onset of World War I. Womp, um, This happened because many of the miners, specifically the young men in Centralia, enlisted in the military, meaning that there were only a fraction of the workers left there to mine the coal. Then, to make matters even worse, the Wall Street crash in 1929 forced five of the mines in Centralia to shut down. Completely. Huh. Yeah. So everything was going great and then it just poof, yeah right off that cliff with Paul <sighs> <Bartmoll comp. laughs> may he rest in peace this did not deter miners from continuing to mine though like the fact that the mines were closed had no effect on some of them because they were just going to continue to bootleg mine <sighs> which great cool get your cash but also What they were doing was incredibly dangerous because a lot of them were participating in a practice called pillar robbing where, so you know how, do you know how a coal mine is structured? Roughly. Okay. So there's a couple different ways they do it, but for the most part, when they're cutting out those sections where they're mining in the, in the seam, they'll leave pillars regardless of whether or not there's coal in them. Yeah because obviously something has to hold up the roof right so pillar robbing is when you mine the coal from those pillars which obviously made the support beams really weak and um, as they were thinned out many of these idle mines started to cave in and just collapse yeah not great (laughs) are you stressed out you look really stressed out (laughs) I just want to have, I want to go back in time and have a word. Like, I, <clears throat> I get it. It was the depression. They needed money. They needed fuel. Yeah. But. I get it. But also. The balls. The balls it takes. Could not be me. To go down there in, quite frankly, possibly the scariest place on earth. And you're just like, yeah, like the entire weight of the world is above us. But we're just going to, we need it. So we're just going to dig into these pillars and hope for the best. And like, I'm sure, I'm sure that people died. I didn't see statistics on that either. Um, But I mean, for the most part, people kept doing it. So some of them made it out, you know, after this point, many of the remaining mine companies did shut down um, by about the sixties bootleg underground mining continued until 1982. I guess it was outlawed then. And, um, they shifted more to strip and open pit mining, which are arguably safer, but those are the methods where, I mean, they're just completely, in order to get the coal, they're not digging down into a shaft and like leaving the land intact above it. That's where they're like stripping away layers and layers and layers. So, um, that is apparently what is more common in that region today. They do still mine up there. Uh, not as much. In 1890, the town had reached its max population with 2,761 residents, as I said. By 1980, that number had basically more than halved itself. Only 1,012 people were living there in the town proper with about 500 to 600 more citizens kind of loosely scattered around on the outskirts. So this is the area we're working with. That's the history. This is kind of the buildup to explain what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. do you know do you think you know this story
1: i'm like 98 i think you're I know gonna what's know it's gonna go on
0: so so all that's I have such a big brain you've got a big juicy chicken breast brain brownie <laughs> just kicked me he's so mopey right now poor babe mopey dick mopey dick <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm oh, proud
0: of that one. oh brownie that's you you're not a big white whale you're a sad little brown shrimp <laughs> You, nobody's devaned you you're poopy you, poop, you got poop in your veins you're poopy you're big sad <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I don't know if I ever said that on the podcast oh one God. time uh, you were on the floor in my room I had just got home from work and we were going to order Papa John's <laughs> and I don't know I don't remember why I think you were looking for coupon codes but Zach yeah. he's looking at his phone and he goes oh that's poopy that's stinky i'm big sad <laughs> completely serious
1: it's because my promo code for papa john's didn't work
0: oh, big sad oh my god big sad anyway i'm sorry he should be no i'm sorry <laughs> sorry for calling you out like this no it's okay okay the people need to know yeah um so that's all interesting right
1: mm-hmm. good to know
0: but like I said, this ain't where the bus stops. We got to keep going because things are about to get a lot worse. And it's going downhill. Like I said, this is the story of a ghost town for the most part. We'll get to that. Um, as of 2017, there are only five citizens that still live in the town of Centralia. So what do you think happened?
1: It's Silent Hill, ain't it, baby?
0: It is Silent Hill. Okay, keep going. Uh, so here's the thing. Cole is extremely flammable
1: You heard it here first <laughs> you
0: heard it here first nobody would have ever thought about this why they've been mining it out of the ground it's just dead dinosaurs they burn uh coal seams can go miles deep into the ground and spread over vast different distances and uh here's what happened there's some disagreement on how it actually came to be how it actually started but uh regardless, In 1962, a massive mine fire broke out, and it has not fully been extinguished to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Mm. 60 years, it's been burning. Um, so the first story, the first, like, iteration of the story, they're all fairly similar. There are just minor differences. Um... So, it was the weekend before Memorial Day, they were getting ready to have the town parade. And the Centralia City Council hired five volunteer fire company members to come and clean up the town landfill. This is something they had done in years past. They had trained professionals doing it, they had never had an issue before. The issue was that they had moved the landfill. In, in past years it had been other places, never had they had this problem, but... This time they had decided to build it over an abandoned strip mine pit on the outskirts of the city limits. So very quickly the firefighters lost control of the fire and there was an unsealed opening in the pit that let the fire get into the seam. Um, Some, however, will say that the fire started the day before when someone with a trash trailer dumped like hot ash and coal from some coal burners into the landfill. That was what started the fire um apparently in this story um the borough was supposed to install a fire resistant barrier between each layer of the landfill but they allegedly did not complete it in time and so when they dumped the cart in the hot coals fell in into the seam and that was what started the fire and then there's another theory that is arguably the least popular of the three um that theory is that the bast colliery fire of 1932 which was another local mine fire, never got fully extinguished. This is disputed, though, by some of those bootleg miners, specifically a man named Frank Jurgill Sr., who claims that he had like a bootleg mining operation with his brother, and they would have been in the area where that fire had broken out. They would have either seen the flames or been killed by the release of carbon monoxide gas. So sure. they're pretty confident that this was something new and not just that fire getting restoked. Gotcha. Um, regardless of what started it, um, the reality was that there's a big fucking fire burning under the town of Centralia, and it eventually just got to the point that no one had any hope of stopping it. Um, here's the thing though. This this is the wildest part to me, and like it makes sense when you think about it, but when you're just looking at this very two dimensional like timeline of events in like written sources it's just crazy to think about the fact that this is all happening and nobody really thought that it was a big deal at the time because they just like they couldn't see the results until it was too late like it all sounds very like hellfire and brimstone but it kind of was for a long time just out of sight out of mind yeah Um, so they really didn't notice, they didn't know the extent of the problem until much later. Um, the fire started in 1962, but it wasn't until 1979 that there really started to be talk about it. Um, at that time, there was a local gas station owner who was apparently also the mayor. Not sure if that was a typo. That was just what Wikipedia said. Uh, he was, it was the sixties or sorry, the seventies and you know things weren't like computerized back then so at his gas station he had to use a dipstick to manually check the tanks of gas and see what the levels were and so one day he went out and he was doing that he stuck the dipstick in there and when he retracted it it was hot and so he thought huh that's not good and stuck a thermometer into the hole the gas was 172 degrees fahrenheit gasoline For our non-American listeners, that's 77.8 degrees Celsius. Bad news. Hot gas. That's
1: that fucking comedy movie from 2005, Bad News Bears.
0: (laughs) Truly. Is that really when that movie came out? I think so. I don't know. I've never seen it. I haven't either. Isn't that a sports movie? That's baseball. Baseball. Okay.
1: I'm sorry. Apparently it's a remake. Bad News Bears? (gasps) 2005. Yes.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Okay. God, your brain. I love being right. Your brain. Um, Let's see. So that was in 1979. Another two years went by before there was another incident that really captured people's attention regarding this fire. In 1981, a 12-year-old boy named Todd Domboski fell into a fucking sinkhole. Reason number two why this story caught my eye. Effectively drawing the attention of people outside of Centralia. The hole was about four feet wide by 150 feet deep, and it simply just gave out from under his feet in his own fucking backyard. Hold on. What are you Googling? I swear to God, if it's no my hole. No. I gotta say, we didn't really address it in the last episode, but when I said, no, my hole... That's from Unis Honest, and if you don't know, then it's too late for you to know because it's over. <sighs> Memento mori.
1: Um. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna figure out. Um. Is was Sinkholes episode three? I think it was two. Well, anyway, I was gonna be like, <laughs> see episode two, but. Um,
0: <laughs> it's I'm, one of them episodes. I'm logged out of
1: Anchor as well, apparently.
0: What the hell? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Anyway, sorry. Um,
0: I don't know how. This shit was 150 feet deep. That's insane. Todd was fine. He didn't die. His cousin, uh, 14-year-old Eric Wolfgang, congrats on the name Eric, that's yeah. badass, uh, was able to pull Todd out of the sinkhole to safety. But... There was hot steam coming up from out of the hole, so some scientists tested it and discovered that it contained lethal levels of carbon monoxide. Ugh. Yeah. So Eric must have really acted fast to get Todd out of there because that'll kill you. That will straight up kill you. If a fucking 150 foot fall doesn't, I saw a picture of him like standing next to the hole, and it's like really narrow. It was only like four feet wide, so it's essentially a tube. He fell through like. A McDonald's play place, play place slide into the fucking pits of hell. Into the thick of it. I hate you. How does it feel? I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it just, that really freaks me out. It freaks no, me right out. I do not fuck. I both. hate it. I hate it so much. I, uh, I've i talked about the No Sleep podcast on here before. Yeah. There was this one, one time about a guy who was like hiking. He wasn't even hiking. He was like on a walk in the woods and he falls into a hole and it's too tight for him to like move his arms or legs. So he's just slowly like sinking through the earth until he finally gets like, I think this is the same story I might be mixing up to in my head, but he like falls into this cave and there's this creature in there and he doesn't think that it can see him, but like his legs are broken. So he's like trying to crawl and like find a light. So he knows how to get out of the tunnel and he finally sees it and he's like in the same room with the creature and they're like locking eyes and he's like, well, I'm just going to go for it because maybe it can't see me. And, like, as he starts to get to the entrance, he's like, damn, I can't feel my legs. And the thing is, like, eating his legs. And he was, like, halfway out the opening. Like, he almost made it out. Trauma. <laughs>
1: That's
0: a very hungry caterpillar. Truly. Eric Carl took inspiration. Rest in peace. Um, anyway. <laughs> sorry for that. That's just what this made me think of. Let's see, where was I? Not in a hole, fortunately. So, lethal levels of carbon monoxide were coming out of that hole, and it was not the only one. There were starting to be, like, seams throughout the town. It was becoming really apparent at this point that something really bad was going on, but there was quite a bit of debate from the residents about whether or not they were actually in danger. Which, again... Looking at it like this from hindsight, not having been there, etc. It's one thing to be like watching the horror movie and screaming, get out of there. But if you're in the horror movie, you don't know. You yeah. don't know the big picture. So a lot of people were conflicted about whether or not they were in immediate danger, um, even with the blatant evidence that something really sinister was going on underground. I would imagine that for people that have been living there all their lives, they just didn't really it didn't really register that that was a thing that could happen. Right. Um, it, I mean, it seems pretty fucking unbelievable to me. And I've been sitting here like reading about it all day. Um, and even if you had seen like the sinkholes in the smoke, if you don't have the means to just pick up and leave on your own, denial. <laughs> if you're, if you're scared and you can't do anything about it, just denial tends to be the way to go. Um, So I'd imagine that was also the case for some people, uh, like pretending the problem away when there's nothing you can do might just be the only way you can cope with it. Anyway, 21 years after the start of the fire, the government allocated over $42 million to relocate the citizens of Centralia because it was starting to get really bad. And most of the folks accepted the buyout offers, but there were still a few who just really didn't want to leave. Um, over a thousand residents left centralia and more than 500 buildings and structures were demolished because of safety concerns at that time Um, by 1990 only 63 people remained living in the town according to the census records two years later in 1992 the governor of pennsylvania invoked eminent domain over all the property in centralia and condemned every building that was remaining do you know what eminent domain is no okay because i included a little thing here about it cool um essentially it is the power of a state provincial or national government to take private property for public use there is some very checkered history with this specifically in regards to coal towns because <clears throat> i wish i had looked in my old notes about this because there's another there's this whole thing i'll talk about it later um because it ends up being a thing in a lot of cases but a lot of the time when people found out like Specifically, like mining officials, that kind of thing, when they found out that there was coal under someone's house or like under their property, they would sometimes declare eminent domain because they said that having that resource could be for the benefit of the public. Essentially, they could, there was a lot of um, leeway with what they could report as being good for the public, for public use, and getting what they wanted. So, a lot of people were fucked over out of their land because someone with more power than them was just like, well, you don't deserve this because it can be for the greater good. And then they didn't do anything to help the greater good. They just lined their pockets. Yeah. So, um, a lot of people had seen this happening in other places and understandably balked at the idea of it. They did not feel okay about this. They tried to overturn it. Um, they were unsuccessful and several residents both current and former believed that the state's eminent domain claim was a shady plot like those I just mentioned to gain rights to the coal underneath the ground they estimate the value of the minerals underneath the town of Centralia to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars but it's really impossible to say for sure a because of the fire and B because you can only go so deep in documenting <clears throat> they, they had only right. burrowed so deep at that time it's just really really hard to say so um like I said eminent domain had been invoked for similar reasons in the past in other places and resulted in landowners being undercompensated for their property so they would typically give them a buyout but it was never ever worth the amount that I well I can't say never ever I don't know but it's very very uncommon for them to actually be paid what they were worth similar to the Native Americans that used to live on this land Yikes. Let's talk about that again. Full circle. Um, and oil and coal companies would reap the benefits of what lay beneath the ground, forcefully and wrongfully displacing hundreds of thousands of people who were often poor, disadvantaged, or members of racial and ethnic minorities. Not shocking, but still really fucked up. All of this was done under the guise of benefiting the public and spurring development in affected areas... When in reality, they often destroyed more economic value than they claimed to want to create by tearing down homes, businesses, and entire communities for the sake of mining resources. Yikes. Big yikes. Um, So yeah, I can very much see why these people were resistant to this idea. Uh, Generational trauma. They'd seen it happen to people all around them, maybe even their family members, maybe they'd escaped it themselves. And even though the world was literally fucking burning underneath them, It still felt like a cash grab. Um, Right. So I don't know if I believe that there was really any way to actually benefit from the coal that was left underground in that area because it it really just seems like a lost cause because of the fire. Like, even with all that money, all that power, would you really want to waste it on trying and potentially just failing outright to put out a fire for the sake of what may or may not be left underground like a lot yeah. of that coal's already burnt Yeah. so that's a huge wager yeah yeah it's a big gamble um and you know this is now like 60 years on that was the 90s so i mean it, it still had been 30 years at that point yeah um anyway maybe they could we won't know uh, regardless centralia is now just a shell of what it used to be um, the post office completely discontinued their zip code in 2002 um, by 2009 the governor began formally evicting people who lived in the town and by 2010 only five homes were left the centralia fire extended to another town nearby in burnsville which also had to be evacuated that's a really unfortunate name for a place to be destroyed in a mayan fire yeah. rest in peace burnsville today all that's really left of centralia is i mean from above it just looks like a field with some paved roads running through it um there is one church it's called saint mary's it's a ukrainian catholic church um it holds services every sunday to this day and has never been directly affected by the fire uh worshipers from surrounding areas still come to services including people who once lived in centralia um ironically a geological survey found that there was solid rock, not coal, under the church so it isn't in any danger of collapse like the rest of the town is. How bonkers is that? They, they got so fucking lucky building that church.
1: That's insane.
0: Mm-hmm. Of all the places to be built on stable ground while the rest of the world, like, all around it is just, like, hell. They're solid. Solid, solid as, as a rock. rock. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, there are four cemeteries in town. Which are all still said to be maintained and kept in good shape. Uh, one, in particular, though, is on a hilltop. And it has been reported to have had smoke rising around and through it. I'm sorry. Papa's in there getting barbecued. <sighs> Spare ribs. Oh, no. Now I'm just thinking about the green mall. Oh, don't do that. Oh, no. <laughs> what you doing later? What you doing afterwards? It's like four hours long, Zach. We need a whole day. Three. Three hours and like 20 minutes. No, you know what? We are gonna do later. What we're gonna watch eclipse.
1: Okay,
0: it's 9 30. We're probably not gonna watch eclipse. Fuck no. I'm sleepy. <laughs> Boo hoo. Old and cold yeah, yeah.
1: and bold.
0: Yeah, <laughs> anyway. Please keep reading. I'm trying. <laughs> The only above ground visual indicators of the fire to this day are steam vents in the south of the borough, some warning signs cautioning folks to watch out for unstable ground, underground fire, and toxic gases rising from the earth. And um, there is a section of Pennsylvania Route 61 that they call the Graffiti Highway for it's in the name for obvious reasons. Uh, You'll commonly see smoke and steam rising up through the cracks in the asphalt, Apparently, though, uh, the smoke was only seen as recently as 2017. The article I was reading, I believe, was from like 2018 or 19. So for the most part, it is said that like it's dying down, like the smoke coming up isn't as thick as it used to be um, because the fire is continuing to burn further and further away. There's more material elsewhere, you know, just how fire works. Uh, Pennsylvania Route 61 used to be the main road through the town but it was closed for repairs several times it just none of them ever worked out it just kept getting worse and worse so they finally just closed it down and there was a detour route meant to go around the damaged portions during those fruitless repairs Um, that is what is now the permanent road as of 1993 the fire is still burning today and some estimate that it may continue to do so for 250 more years I don't know how you estimate that.
1: I'm not a scientist, so... No. But that's...
0: Yeah. Insane. So, um, I have a quote here that kind of directly... It's it's directly from Wikipedia. It kind of describes what the, th- the deal is with those last five residents. In February of 2012, the Commonwealth Court ruled that a declaration of taking could not be reopened or set aside on the basis that the purpose for the condemnation no longer exists. Seven people, including the Borough Council ple- president had filed suit claiming the condemnation was no longer needed because the underground fire had moved and the air quality in the borough was the same as that in Lancaster. In October of 2013, the remaining residents settled their lawsuit, receiving $218,000 in compensation for the value of their homes, along with $131,500 to settle additional claims and the right to stay in their homes for the rest of their lives. So essentially, they were given some settlement money. They... The last five stuck around. They fought for it. They get to stay until they die. Um, In 2014, (laughs) I thought you might like this. The residents and former residents decided to open a time capsule that was buried in 1966, four years after the fire started. Um, The plan had been to open it in exactly 50 years, but they decided to do it early because someone had tried to steal it in may of 2014 and they were just like well fuck it let's just open it up um so inside they found a miner's helmet a miner's lamp coal a bible some local souvenirs and a pair of bloomers that were signed by the men of centralia i don't know if it was like every man living there they'd have to be some pretty small signatures if they were yeah in April of 2020, the property's current owners made the decision to cover up a large portion of that graffiti highway, Old Route 61, that had become such a popular place for people to visit. Um, they really wanted to discourage tourists from hanging around because they only have a small group of volunteer firefighters servicing the town. Uh, their fire engine is over 30 years old. Apparently, they gave away their ambulance to, like, another nearby town. I don't even know where the closest hospital is. Yeah. So, you know, there's not really a lot of emergency services, so they're trying to discourage a lot of that tourism because a lot of people just come in and vandalize or ride four wheelers on the old road and shit. And like, can you imagine you're just on your fucking four by four and you just fall right into hell? It'll be like the opposite of that meatloaf album cover. What? Nothing. You don't like it when I talk about meatloaf? No.
1: You know how I feel.
0: I I don't understand. It's kind of like Meet the Robinsons. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, in April 2021, volunteers decided that they were going to try and bring some uh, biodiversity and ecosystem boosting into the region uh, by planting 250 apple trees around Centralia. Uh, So I thought that was very sweet because even as there's so few people left there's still this effort being made to really encourage life and regrowth there. And I think that's really nice. So yeah. now we get into the pop culture. Woo! Like I said, I mm. had definitely heard of this place before I did the research. I didn't realize where it was. And I didn't realize like how much pop culture came from this. So like you said, Silent Hill. I'm just going to go ahead and skip to that because... Yeah. You know that's the big one um the screenwriter of the silent hill film roger avery researched and drew inspiration from centralia in his work on the movie um the wikipedia itself did not say that it was inspiration for the game but i would say it's pretty safe to say that there was at least a little bit of that knowledge in the minds of the creators um One article I read said that specifically the gothic style of that church and the heavy gray fog that kind of settles down after the rain. Yeah, you know, Silent Hill. That's the vibe. Um, Not only that, though, but there were a couple of different books that kind of were based in Centralia. Um, You've heard of Dean Koontz, right? Yeah. You ever read any of his books? No. I've read a little bit. He's a decent writer. I mean. That sounded rude as hell. He's decent. He's a good writer. I just haven't, like, sat down and read a whole lot of his books. Sure. Um, I think my grandma really likes him. Anyway, he used Centralia as inspiration for his novel, Strange Highways. Um, That publication is actually two novels in one, with 12 short stories also included in it. So it's a lot. In the titular novel, Kuntz lists the Centralia fire as inspiration for the story, which is about a failed author who returns to his hometown for his father's funeral and he faces very dark traumatic memories from his past because of course he does um that also sounded shady as hell you're reading him coots i'm sorry what did dean do to you he didn't do nothing i read a little bit of odd thomas when i was a kid and i liked it sorry mr coots i sell a lot of your books at work i know you're doing really well um anyway uh there was also a 2008 vampire novel called vampire zero by david wellington uh this story follows a pennsylvania state trooper named laura caxton on her journey to stop her former mentor u.s marshal and former vampire hunter james arkley from turning his family into vampires because he also is a vampire now Dang. uh his lair turns out to be one of the abandoned mines in centralia and laura has to fight her way out while it all is still like burning around her. That's like the climax of the story, apparently. Sorry for spoilers. I don't actually know how it turns out. Um, There's also a 1991 film starring Chevy Chase and my dearly beloved Dan Aykroyd. I love Dan Aykroyd. Uh, It's titled Nothing But Trouble, and it is set in a fictional town that is based on Centralia. And finally, there is a song from the 2021 album Sinner Get Ready by Lingua Ignata titled Perpetual Flame of Centralia, And obviously it's based around the story of the town. Um, I have not heard that. I'm probably going to look it up because I think it sounds like it'd be pretty good. That artist sounds really familiar, but I don't know. I don't remember anything that's ever happened to me. I got brain worms. Brain worms. Today, the few folks that are left living in the town are apparently less than receptive of tourists who come to visit. I, I talked about that a little earlier there's just not really anybody to help them when it comes to dealing with trespassing or vandalism or anything like that. So if you yeah. ever do decide to visit, I'm not encouraging it. I think you should probably honestly just leave these people alone. Um, and that's where their benefit is as much as yours. Um, because you have no idea what the condition of the ground is. Um, you don't know where there's like, gas coming up out of the ground they say the fire has moved on and it's not as bad there anymore but you literally never know so if you do decide to go out there be respectful be careful um because if you fall in a hole like todd did there's no guarantee that your cousin wolfgang is going to get you out alive so yeah that's the story Period. of centralia <laughs> how you feel
1: well what's funny is i looked at this on my list. Uh-huh. Yesterday when I started doing oh, really? my notes and I was like, I'll save that one.
0: Wow, okay.
1: <laughs> so, but honestly, I'm very glad that you did do that one. Well, thank um, you. Just because I did want to learn more about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I knew about the whole Silent Hill thing and yeah. I did a little bit of research into it, you know, years ago. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know the full story, so. Well, now you do. I'm glad I know now.
0: Yeah, uh, I had such a okay. like. It's it's terribly sad. Yeah. Um, as a lot of historic coal stories are wont to be, but it's very interesting, and uh, I don't know. I think it's just one of those places that has inspired a lot of. I would hope that if there are like relief efforts and shit for like yeah. people displaced that they've gotten something from, like, popularized media like that. I don't know if there's any way to tell, but if you're going to make a story about something like that, I think you should very much try to donate some of that money to people who were literally forced to leave their houses because the ground was opening up underneath them. Dean. Dean! (laughs) Now we're coming for you, R.A.T.s. I'm I'm gonna like Google it and it'll be like he has been number one supporter of the Centralia blah 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 blah, blah for the past forty years <laughs> and now I'm gonna look, look like an He single-handedly
1: put out the flames.
0: Those forty-two million dollars that they that they gave people to rehome themselves, those Dean came Kuntz. right out of Dean's little pocketbook. Mm-hmm. His Minnie Mouse wallet. His little coin purse. His glittery little clutch. Oh my God. Anyway. Well, thank you so much. I don't know what Dean Koontz looks like, but I'm just imagining, like, a grown man with a little glittery. You remember that purse Lizzo had at that one awards show that was, like, a keychain? Yes. It's like that. But it has $42 million to, in I it. I have to know what he looks like. I need to, too. Is he, like, an enigma? Nobody knows what he looks like. I kind of hope he is. Oh, I've seen him before. I never knew who that was.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a writer.
0: Yep. that That sure is an author.
1: He's 70, he was born in 1945. He's 76 years old from Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Oh, it's all coming together. Oh, wow. So,
0: yeah, he probably, like, very closely. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Well, well, well how about that?
1: And that's been the Dean Kuntz Corner.
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in
1: this week. You want to find us? We're at
0: Kuntz.com. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Is that his website? That's our website. Oh, God. The Kuntz Corner. I can smell the cease and desist being us. Oh, All right, Zach, lay it on me. What do you got this week? So,
1: we live together. We do? <gasps> so, Get out of my house! <laughs> so, you remember what happened last night? Or the night before?
0: What happened last night? When
1: I said, I have this website that I found. Okay, I'll start from the I beginning. I feel like now. I'll
0: remember. I'm sorry. I'll start from the beginning. So, I'm glowing it right now. I. Oh, 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 oh. I suddenly remembered. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just, it all came rushing back.
1: Well, I'll start from the beginning okay. so the audience can know. This is good so, radio. Truly, look at them waves. Anyway. So. La, la,
0: la, 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 la. I'm sorry. I just can't let like, go of the spotlight. <laughs>
1: okay so uh, we were like we got to record the holidays are coming yeah panic you know panic
0: at the festive
1: panics yeah
0: i'm sorry thanks for
1: coming this week guys i'm sorry it's a little doozy i'm just playing i'm sorry no i'm just getting a taste of my own medicine at this point i
0: don't know what got into me right now i'm just like
1: you're ready you're all historical you're insane in the membrane.
0: Yeah, I am. Okay. Anyway.
1: We had the panic. The panic set in mm-hmm. that we needed to record an episode before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, which is in two days. Yes. Um, <clears throat> And so I kind of was going down my list of like topics that I wanted to do. And I truly almost did aliens. Yeah. So much so that I found a website dedicated to... The tracking and logging of UFO sightings around the world. Mm-hmm. But I have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I started looking into aliens and UFOs, I would not sleep. Yes. And I'm an adult.
0: I admire your restraint.
1: So maybe we'll save that for around Christmas time. Oh, okay. But for now... Um, that's not what we're God. doing. It'll
0: be a present for you guys. <sighs> Zach's lack of sleep. Yeah. The energy that he has, may I say, when he has not slept,
1: it's insane. It, insane in the membrane. Truly, I don't. It's like a. It's like a switch. Uh huh. It's that manic energy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, manic panic. Anyway,
1: <gasps> but we'll get you here, dude. <laughs> after this, okay. Um. So, at that point. It was back to square one. Okay. Because um, I didn't want to harm myself. <laughs> Thank you. But I also wanted to go for something that I felt was super duper interesting. Uh-huh. So this is what I settled on. Okay. This one was... Basically, I found this after we wrapped the... Um, Halloween episode. Okay. Like I found this like two days later, and was like, "I wish I had done this instead." Oh. So, we're gonna cover it now.
0: Just, we're just keeping on extending our Halloween. Yeah.
1: You ha- you just did hell like. I did. <laughs> okay. Let's start with the background <laughs> of this place that we're gonna be talking about right now. Um, and this is just from Wikipedia. Okay. So this is um a town called White Bluff, Tennessee. Okay. Ever heard of it?
0: It sounds familiar.
1: Okay. Well, it is a small town that's located in Middle Tennessee um, in the county of Dixon. Oh, I know Dixon. The census in 2010 recorded 3,206 people living in town. Okay. Um, The town as we know it now uh, started as a Union Army camp uh, Mm -hmm. during the Civil War, and after it began expanding both during and after the war, it became the town that we know it is today okay but we're not really here to talk about the town itself okay more so uh someone or something
0: that exists
1: inside the very small town of white bluff
0: white bluff let me think hold on white bluff the founder of white castle is from there no i wish uh ron white is from there no i love ron white can we talk about that no okay (laughs) okay When I was in seventh grade, I just want to tell... I'm sorry. I just want to get this out there real quick. I was on a field trip. Ironically, we were going to Middle Tennessee. It was a beta club field trip. We were going to the Gaylord Opryland Hotel. Mm -hmm. Lovely place. On the bus, my seventh grade ass read Ron White's memoir. And let me tell you, that is not for children. I read about him fucking so many strippers.
1: (laughs) He had things to
0: do. He did. Anyway... sorry about that no
1: other guesses um i'll give you two more guesses
0: the white socks no. are, are they from boston yeah boston white Sox. we're very sporty uh, i want to say no but okay no uh oh god i have one more um you're thinking too hard white bluff i don't know what's there
1: what is there you ask i do ask what well today we're going to talk about the white bluff screamer okay all right okay you want to get into it i'm
0: a little scared but yes okay
1: so this story is from the 1920s so it's about 100 years old okay um wow and it's you know it's it's lasted it's you know it survived the test of time okay um it's still kind of the high point of uh locals uh-huh. Um, gets passed down word of mouth a lot in okay. the area. So, the story goes, there was a young family who moved to White Bluff in the 20s. Um, there's a natural holler, which uh, for the people who are in the South that don't know what a holler is, um, think of it as just like a subset or like a little valley kind of in the woods. Yeah, that's all that it is. It's just hauler. like a little hole in the hole in the earth it's kind like of a... area. It's yeah, that's all it is. So uh, there was a natural hauler that existed in White Bluff, and that's where the new family decided to build their home. Okay. Um, this family, while their names have never been like confirmed or settled on, it consisted of a husband and a wife and seven children. Yikes. Yeah. That's um, so real
0: scary. Yeah, and
1: I have in my notes here, which tracks for a family in the 20s.
0: Yeah,
1: true. <laughs> um, A little while after the family had settled into their new home, They noticed some uh, strange goings on. Of course. um, Around the farm. The most notable thing that was out of the ordinary that they noticed would happen in the middle of the night. Okay. Every night they would hear, quote, ungodly wailing and crying and screeching that would terrify the children and chill the parents deep in their bones.
0: I don't like that. Me neither. I don't like that. (sighs) That's Um, what Brownie does to me every night. (laughs) chilling crying and screaming
1: you feel it in your bones i do god so this went on for some time Mm -hmm. and eventually the father had had enough and one night he grabbed his gun and left the house vowing to kill uh whoever or whatever was torturing his family okay he rounded his property and realized that the sound was becoming louder more shrill and more clear it wasn't a screamer, after all. Um, it was a whole crowd of them. He hurried back towards his home only to discover his greatest nightmare. What he found was his family hacked to bits, <gasps> body parts strewn across his whole house. Oh, my God. Um, so some stories mention that he saw a female-type figure in a white mist, uh-huh. um, upon his return, while, uh, some, like, some say that she still kind of haunts this area, um, and will burn grass from wherever the white mist appears, so her, like, mist is kind of, like, she's burning, t- she's
0: burning the grass. Yeah, she
1: is. 420. There was also, like, some talk that she stemmed from some sort of, like, uh, Irish folklore. Oh, okay. Like, she was kind of, like, not a siren, but, um, sure. like a banshee.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so
1: um, okay. there was talk that she was a banshee and that she was just kind of hanging out in the hills. Okay. Um, and they just kind of got her going, you know? Wow. So uh, there's a man named Tony England who lives in the town of White Bluff, and he's kind of the unofficial historian of the area. Okay. Um, he claims that the house has all but fallen in, but it's still standing. Ooh, okay. There's a couple of interviews of him online um, and he kind of talks about it a little bit. And I kind of drew from one of his interviews to kind of like lay the foundation of the original story. Sure. Um, but he's also said that there are talks amongst the town that this story is kind of similar to another legend kind of in the area. Okay. Um, and that is the legend of Werewolf Springs. Um, so this story is um, a circus train passing through via railroad,
0: I'm What's sorry. That? I just got really excited because I know this story. Yeah.
1: So basically, for those who don't know, and I'm not going to go into this one as much because it's not really as long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's kind of just kind of sprinkled in there in yeah. this interview with Mr. England. Um, but essentially, a circus train is passing through the area on, a, you know, on the railroad when uh, some of the animals escape during a stop. The exotic animal, which could not be restrained or caught, was left behind and it was just kind of wrecking havoc amongst the people in the yeah. town. but the scream, which resembles that of a woman, can only be heard at night at yeah. certain times. So people think that maybe whatever happened here could just be the same thing. Yeah, that just kind of went over the way a little bit yeah and was just doing his normal shit but sure. in White Bluff. England has said that he's talked to several lifelong uh, White Bluff residents who claim to have seen and heard the screamer. Mm-hmm. Fred Stacy, who's age 95, as Whoa. of when this article was published, I believe it was in late 2018, um, is among town residents England said has he's interviewed that claim they have heard or seen the screamer. <laughs> this article did not give his story, mm-hmm. but I do have two accounts. Okay. Okay. And I'll read those here in a second. But um Fred Stacy has said that he's heard it many a times and uh he lives on Taylortown Road in White Bluff. Okay. So now I'm gonna pull up those two uh stories. Okay. And I'm just gonna share a link to this website to whenever we post our sources so you can kinda read them for yourself. Cause I'm not gonna read these word for word. I'm just gonna kinda summarize them. Sure. Um this one I believe, the first one I believe is talking about this Stacy man. Okay. Um, because the opening sentence is there was a man who lived on Taylortown Road. Oh. Yeah. So same road. <laughs> yeah. But essentially what happened was he went out deer hunting and he shot a buck yeah. and he was skinning it and doing his thing and then he basically heard this thing kind of rustling around near him. Yeah. And that's when um, his dogs, he was like a coon hunter or whatever, too.
0: Yeah.
1: His dogs came from around the back of the house and hid under the house.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, Smart pups. <laughs> yeah. They had their tails tucked between their legs. And he was like, what the fuck is this? Because he kept them like in and a kennel. Up. Oh, yeah. Like in a yeah, kennel. Yeah. So they were like loose for some reason. And basically, and this is a quote from it. Um, The streetlight illuminated a creature that was nearly as tall as a basketball goal. It had long, white, stringy hair. No sooner had he seen it than it let out a cry like a baby that grew in intensity. Mm. The hair on the back of his neck was standing on end. The scream was now high-pitched. The thing was after his dogs and was headed straight for him. He was frozen in fear. He tried to move, but his body was as if he was paralyzed. Mm. Um... The white creature was moving towards him slowly at first. Then his greatest fear was realized. The creature stopped and looked straight at him. Mm-mm. Goes on and pretty much just kind of goes more into detail. And I will let you all read that for yourself. Sure. Just in case, A, this is copyrighted and I'm just reading this aloud. But yeah. B, um, this is kind of like the whole creepypasta thing where if you read it by yourself alone at night, it hits different. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically it kind of follows him and he locks himself inside
0: and blah, blah, blah. Gross.
1: The second one is kind of just kind of similar in that they were just kind of doing their own thing. They were just like out fishing for the yeah. day. They were like in the middle of the woods pretty much. Yeah. And they also had a similar encounter in that they were just kind of like vibing. And then all of a sudden they were just hearing this shrilling monster in the I woods. Hate that. Yeah. Um Yeah. It seems as if the townsfolk really kind of buy into this sort of thing. Yeah. Which is the more terrifying thing. Yeah. I also, there was an article, and I will post it as well, obviously. There was an article that kind of, and I didn't do a lot of research into it just because I didn't want to fall into another rabbit hole. Right. But there is another, because this one's kind of considered to be kind of a cryptid. Yeah. There's another cryptid that is basically, it's called a knot deer yeah oh and so some people kind of want to link those together okay yeah um but from what i read about the not deer a no b you remember that deer
0: Uh uh-huh
1: freaked me out and that's when i was like we're just gonna stick to the screamer um but yeah that's pretty much it on the screamer um I really wanted to get more into it. However, England's uh, interviews were pretty much the same across the board in yeah. that he was just like, yeah, uh, so-and-so said that he saw them. Yeah. And then the story wouldn't be anywhere.
0: Yeah. But. God, that's so freaky, though. I lo- I'm so excited that you talked about um, Werewolf Springs because I actually found something about that when I was doing my Goatman research. Oh, yeah. And I was like, damn, there's really not a whole lot here. So I'm glad yeah. that you still were able to, like, we were able to get it here.
1: Yeah. Um, I definitely would like to learn more. I didn't look into it, look into mm-hmm. it. I, like, read what yeah. was there and then did, like, a quick Google search and read, like, half an article or whatever about it. Yeah. But maybe we'll save that for a, a mini episode on Patreon.
0: Well. Oh. <sighs> God. Yeah, I really hate anything that baby cries. Yeah. That's real bad for me. Have um, you ever heard um like a mountain lion scream? Yes. That's kind of what um, I was thinking of.
1: Yeah, and there was there was like one article that um basically people were trying to say that it was some sort of mountain lion or uh-huh. the like, but some of the locals like it. More people, which I found that odd. Yeah. Especially for it being in a very small town in the south, I feel like, especially Tennesseans, I, I don't know what it is about them, but I feel like Southern, like people want to find the real truth. Yeah. Or like they want to.
0: It's let me. Very no to, nonsense.
1: They want to find a reason and give it a truth mm-hmm. that is solely based in tangible reality. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's it's easier to say that it's an animal than a ghost.
0: Yeah. I've definitely experienced that. Like...
1: So, I, I feel like... So, what I'm trying to get at here is that it's it's shocking and odd to me that this happened in the 20s or this Mm -hmm. story who's to say if it's real or not Uh but if this story this incident did happen in the 20s and it is now 2021 about to be 2022 it's gone on this long and it seems that the majority are in favor of pinning this on a genuine ghost or creature or whatever
0: yeah that is very it's very weird (laughs) I, it creeps me out. I don't like it. I hate, I was not expecting the, the evisceration. <laughs> well. That really caught me off guard.
1: What's funny is that it, like, you know how I sprinkled it in? Uh-huh. That's how it is everywhere.
0: Oh, really? It's
1: like, yeah, there was this monster and it was screaming outside and then everyone died and then it just kept screaming in the hillside <laughs> Like, it's very much sprinkled in everywhere you go. So, oh. um, that's but so nonchalant i know but um i'll be posting all the shit surprisingly the only thing i got from wikipedia this time was oh. just the the um general lay of the land okay. for white bluff i was expecting there to be more
0: yeah
1: th- but there was nothing there was nothing on there wow. on their wikipedia page about the screamer wow. so maybe i should get in there and edit it
0: Yeah, put put that hoe in there. I've never edited a Wikipedia page before.
1: I did once in middle school. I
0: was gonna say there were some people in my high school that did it. What did you edit, and why? Uh, I think it was a Lady Gaga thing, (laughs) of
1: course. And I like edited like her age to be like OMG I love her or something, yeah, something stupid that immediately (laughs) got put back. Oh my
0: god! Yeah. I remember... So, I don't remember exactly who did this. It was some friends of mine. I don't remember who started it, but um, there was this kid that we went to school with, and he was a nice guy, but he was making shit up all the time. Like, he was always talking a big game, always lying about shit, and like, blatantly obvious lies. Like, not, like, anything that hurt anybody, necessarily, but, like, dumb shit. And one right. time, he said that he was the first person in the state or the county or something to ever eat Sour Patch Kids, and...
1: i'm sorry what i just that is that is (sighs) it's so specific right i'm just trying to like
0: the probability of this can you google something for me yeah when were sour patch kids invented because this kid was my age we were the same age 25 born in 1996 when were sour patch kids invented because i feel like without a shadow of a doubt There is no chance that nobody in Tennessee, or at least that region of Tennessee, when did they come out? Does it say? Holy shit. What?
1: So they were introduced in 1970 as Mars Men, and then they were rebranded in 1985 as the Sour Patch Kids.
0: Whoa, Mars Men. I love that. Me too. Oh, they still look like little aliens. Okay, well, here's my thing as i started to say there's no fucking way that they came out in the 80s or the 70s yeah whatever and he was the first person in our county to eat them like bro come on it's not the dark ages
1: was his like presence 20 years before he was even thought of just standing at the borders of tennessee like
0: could very well have been uh, this is also, I think I've told this story before, this is the same guy that stopped biology class that one time to ask if you could cure herpes, like genital herpes, by dunking your balls in chicken noodle soup.
1: And we're still waiting on the answer.
0: We Biologists, are. call in. Yeah, Mr. Witt, if you're listening, uh, you were a great teacher. I really respected you a lot. I feel like I <laughs> regularly disrespected you by talking in your class. I was not in, in class that day, and I don't think you ever gave us an answer, so please call in. Um, our number is censored <laughs> beeping noise 69 69 69 69 I don't know how many 69's that was area code 420 yes that is actually an area code we're moving well yeah I I just really hate anything that like baby cries and then just disappears that fucking I, ugh, it's so scary it makes my skin crawl <laughs>
1: I don't wanna get into it again because you gotta read it on your own, but uh-huh. like Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Big meaty claws <laughs> Oh my god. Well it's that time again.
1: Is it time for us to give forty eight issues?
0: Yes. <laughs> How many made the final cut again? I don't remember. I think we each did like three. But <sighs> oh. I don't remember oh my god. Okay, can I go first? Because yeah, go we've for already it. brought it up. So my issue this week is that there almost wasn't an episode last week after we postponed and postponed and postponed and took forever to record um i so i get a three-day weekend most of the time Yeah. and this past time i didn't because we had inventory so i had to work an extra day and then i was like okay on my two days off i'm gonna finish the edit we're gonna get the episode up by wednesday and i started doing the edit but Another issue recently was that my computer broke, as some of you remember. It still functions. The lid's busted. I managed to find a, a replacement, almost like an exact replacement, at my work. I was stoked. It was really, like, a really good deal. I was able to basically replace my computer and, like, pay, like, an eighth of what I would have. So it was pretty sick. Um. So I started at the same time that I was editing the episode I was like fuck it I'll just start transferring stuff to the new computer because my plan is to use the old computer in like the podcast room only because I won't have to move it around and then the other laptop I can like transport with me and stuff because the lid will actually fucking shut. Well, first night I get probably a third of the edit done and I was like okay I'm gonna take a break and I'm gonna move some stuff to the hard drive so I can put it on the new computer." The next morning, I sat down with my little cup of coffee, I sat down with my toast, I was prepared, I was ready to get the rest of it done, I was going to have a good fucking day. And I open Studio One, and I get a file not found. And I nearly pee-peed in my pants. My first thought, like, I I fully just went, I can't tell Zach. (laughs) I was like, I can't, I have to solve this and then I'll tell him, maybe, I don't know. I can't tell him. I can't let him know, because it was just gone. <laughs> it was fully gone, and I, I just, I blacked out for a second. I'm and obsessed. Like, there was, there's no like monetary gain from this. We don't get any. We don't have sponsorships. We aren't paid. In the grand scheme, like, would it have been a major loss? No, but we enjoy doing this. We feel like. like, an obligation to put this content out now. Like, we try. We put a lot of effort into it. We really enjoy doing it. And,
1: like, it was just gone. I'm obsessed with the phrase, I have to fix it without Zach knowing. (laughs) What were you going to do? Come in here and record two separate, two-hour-long, like, podcasts where you pitch your voice to sound more like me. I was about to put
0: Brownie on the mic. Put him on the track. He has I a mean, lot to say.
1: Same brain cell, you're like you're going off about. I already forgot what you fucking talked about last.
0: <laughs> the Flatwoods Monster. You're going off
1: about the fucking Flatwoods Monster for a solid thirty minutes, and you just hear. <laughs> yeah. Because brownie decided to, to huff.
0: <laughs> and then, why did that sound like <laughs> Zoidberg? Suit. Is he one of the Three Stooges? He sounded like fucking Zoidberg from Futurama. That was my spot-on imitation. He does kind of look like Zoidberg. The claws, the big meaty claws. Big meaty claws. So yeah, that's my issue, uh, because I really thought that it was just gone. I fixed it, I found it. It turned out that I had accidentally copied the edit files. They were like, like the edits specifically were saving to a file on my computer, and I copied and pasted everything, like cut and pasted everything, from my computer to the, to the fucking hard drive and so it all got yeah. moved in there and all i had to do was like find the proper folder and put it like show it where it was yada yada everything was fine but it was a real pain in the ass and i was so freaked out i didn't know what i was gonna do and i was kicking myself the whole time because we had just done that one where we didn't like hit record pro- no it was that i didn't turn your mic on the right thing right. and i was like i'm the world's shittiest audio engineer and granted, yeah, I'm self-taught. I don't know have I don't have any real skills. I know how to click the record button and I know how to clip us making fart jokes excessively out. That's about it. That's all I got. So More than me. Anyway. Oh, and then this is the, the fucking kicker of all of this. I found it, I got the edit done, it sounded great. I was so happy. It was like two hours and five minutes long. I exported the mix down, I go to put it on Anchor and Anchor's like, bitch, this thing is too big. So I had to go back and trim out some more and then I had to export it at a lower bitrate. I don't even know what that fucking means. Adam, if you're listening, help. Um, and then I finally got it to work. It was finally like, the, the size limit for the file on Anchor is like 250 megabytes or something. And I finally got it to fit and I just, I was so over it. But I think the episode sounds good and if you do too. Leave a comment down below. Send us something. <laughs> Send us a fucking oh a, a help subscription. <laughs> something. Fucking hell. Yeah. So what, what was your issue this week? You know, that's a good
1: question. I don't know what my I just, this just came to mind right now. Okay. So we have been watching the Twilight Saga. Yeah. We have officially now watched Twilight and New Moon. Mm-hmm. I would just like to say, my yeah. issue this week, Jacob. Okay. Can't stand him. <laughs> I. You've got you know fucking Ben Stiller, Tom or whatever. Whatever it's called. You don't
0: remember the name no. of my passion project? Are we even friends? What is it called? Be still,er my heart, you
1: bitch. Yeah. Um, I have. Team Jacob, more like Team Stupid. That is the name of my podcast. Okay. Where we go off about how Jacob is stupid. First of all... And by
0: we, you mean you, because I... I was going to make a joke and say I was Team Jacob, but I couldn't even get that out of my mouth.
1: <coughs> Here's my issue.
0: Yeah.
1: The hair. Oh, the that, wig. The that wig. wig. Second issue. Ew. <laughs> Third issue. Ew. I just, he's such a... you can. It makes sense because he's written to be like a 16-year-old, uh-huh. but
0: he really does act like a 16-year-old.
1: Yeah. And I don't know it gets worse. We haven't even watched Eclipse yet. Oh,
0: I truly don't even remember how Eclipse pans out. What? I, I was, like, amazed by how much of New Moon I didn't remember because I was in so deep. I was in so deep. I can't <sighs> even tell you <laughs> the yeah. worms that were in my brain when I was in sixth grade. I was invested And I don't remember a thing about Eclipse at all. I remember a good bit of Breaking Dawn because the entire time I was reading it, I was like, what the fuck? This is for children? It's not for children, but children were sure reading it. Uh I remember Twilight vividly because we saw that one in the theater like a million times. And I've read the book multiple times. But New Moon, I just was like, it was like everything was coming back to me as it was happening. Like when I was like, I don't remember why they leave town. And then they get to the house and I was like, oh, her entire arm's about to get cut off by that fucking vase that Edward's about to throw her into. And Jasper's gonna nut in his mm. pants because he wants to eat her so bad. <sighs>
1: and anyway. that's Stephanie Myers, Twilight. Anyway. I Sorry to en- <laughs> encroach
0: on your rant, but
1: ugh. No, you're good. I was gonna say something else, but I don't remember what it was. Mm. Oh yeah, I remember. Social media? Oh yeah, we do have those, don't we? That was not an intended segue. I just. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have those, huh? Crazy, right? It's crazy. We know how to work a phone. I don't know about it. <laughs> I really don't. All right. So, so if you go to Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, you can find us there at Issues underscore Podcast. Um, we also are on Tumblr and that is theabandonmentissues.tumblr.com or you can simply go to our link tree which will be you know in the description or whatever of this video there you can find all of our relevant links including our cited sources social medias and our patreon can be found there as well yeah shout out to glade
0: yeah spitting fire bars yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: That shit is like a bath bomb, but it ain't dissolving.
0: So, yes, that is the state of affairs this week.
1: Oh, hey, um, can I propose a scenario to you? Sure. Let's say I'm a fan. Okay. And I have a really cool story to tell you.
0: Oh, okay. Where would I do that? So what you're going to do is you're going to take out your little phone and you're going to open your 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 email app of choice. We're just going to say Gmail for reasons that will soon become apparent. You're going to go to the, the subject bar and you're going to type in whatever you feel like, whatever the subject of your story is. But don't give too much away. That's just bad storytelling. You don't want to you don't want to blow it right out of the gate. OK, and then you're going to go to the uh, address field and you're going to send it to us at at gmail.com. Why are you laughing? This is serious. <laughs> I'm just on it this week yeah it's been a weird day you it's only no 10 idea. p.m. right yeah it's 10 20 um, but my brain mush yeah well do you want to go puree it further and watch eclipse yes okay all right well we have very important business to attend to so we will see you guys we next have a week. business meeting yeah we have a business meeting with and one s Meyer <laughs> s Meyer would like to see us in conference room b yes Uh, fun little story before we go I wonder if anyone ever even listens this far. Uh, one time, my mom was at work, and the caller ID showed up that someone named Edward Cullen was calling her, like, on the work phone. Yo. And she texted me, and I was in college, and I was like, "You're Hello. I'm out here looking like a dunce, getting an art degree, and you're talking to Edward Cullen on the phone.
1: Renaissance Cullen lives down the street. What? Renaissance Cullen lives down the street. Is that really someone's name? Rene's way. Oh. That's the whole joke.
0: (sighs) Cue the outro music. (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. We love you. Kisses. Kisses and hearts.